is KJ and Lions. KJ Carson and John Lyons right now on WEI. Oh, let's face it, New England. We don't care about an Ohio State score or a Michigan score. We care that Marvin Harrison went for five for 118 and a touchdown. It's KJ and Lions here on WEEI. Good Saturday to you. Patriots right now, if the season ended, would have the number three pick, John Lyons. Is it Marvin Harrison Jr. now? Oh, I think it is. And for me... Typically, I would go with an offensive tackle in a spot like that or a great defensive lineman just because that's more of a sure thing. But I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is just such a unique and supreme talent, especially at a position of need for the Patriots, that if they're at three, if he's there at three, they, they got to go for him. You said the key word there. If, well, he said a few key words. If he's there at three, here's my concern. That a lot of us here in New England, after seeing this game and hearing the game on WEEI, think if Mac Jones had that guy, man, maybe things could be completely different. And I would think they would be somewhat different. But look who's in front of them in terms of the draft and what they have going on. You don't think the same conversation right now is happening in Chicago with Justin Fields? Yeah, I I agree completely. You put Marvin Harrison Jr. next to DJ Moore? Like, because the the narrative people thought was, oh, they're going to get rid of Justin Fields. Oh, guess who's picking twice at at number two? At number two, Arizona. So you don't think Kyler Murray wouldn't take a Marvin Harrison Jr. as his weapon? My concern is, as you start talking to an agent, and as you start getting, because this is probably what Marvin Harrison Jr. is doing now after talking to his dad and his family, and probably starting to think about talking to an agent, because I don't think they're in the playoff, but we're not going to get in the playoff. I believe that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be gone by three, and then I would be concerned about trying to pick potentially Mac, June, Mac Jones Jr. as the quarter, the next quarterback at three because you just don't know if that quarterback's going to be better than Mac. Yeah, and I think like these next seven weeks are going to not just determine you know what the draft order is, but it's going to determine what some of these teams need. Like, what if the Bears? All of a sudden, Justin Fields plays really well these next seven weeks. And even if they don't win a lot of games, like he looks good, looks comfortable, and Chicago has then two picks. Let's say they get that number one pick from Carolina, and then they have another pick at six or seven. Four, I think. Well, then they could draft Marvin Harrison Jr. at one, and then they after that, or maybe they want to trade it and say, hey, we like our quarterback, but there's another team that needs a quarterback at one. And all of a sudden now you're the Patriots, if they really want Marvin Harrison Jr., do they have to worry about moving up? Because what if that team that trades for one, maybe they need a quarterback, but they say, hey, this guy's so good, we're going to trade for him. So there's a lot of dynamics in play, I think, over these next seven weeks, not just for the draft order, because right now Chicago has picks one and four, Arizona at two, New England at three. But like I said, if Justin Fields plays well and Carolina keeps playing poorly, you might have you know, Chicago at one and Chicago at six or seven, and they might look at it like, yeah, we'll take Marvin Harrison Jr. number one because we like fields and then pick the next, you know, whatever the best lineman is at number, you know, six or seven available and be fine. You know, so, and same thing with Arizona. I'm not a big Kyler Murray guy, but he has played well this year since he came back from injury. Right. If he keeps playing well, maybe they say, hey, you know, we used to have DeAndre Hopkins. We got rid of him. What if we get Marvin Harrison Jr. for right. this guy? Or, or what if they say, oh, we're just going to, pick the best left tackle that we no, feel they, at no, number two. That, that, well, no, but let's say they happen. do that because <laughs> let's say they, and then all of a sudden you're the Patriots 
And you could have the potential that you're at three and Harrison Jr. and the best left tackle are both off the board and you can pick either one of those quarterbacks at three. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Lines, W-E-E-I. Here's my concern because Marvin Harrison Jr. has now flashed to be the desired, I think he's the desired pick in the the next draft. More so because because you have a a slew of quarterbacks, you almost think that, hey, maybe the best quarterback that, that gets picked in this next draft isn't one of the first two quarterbacks. So if you're if you're Belichick, you don't you probably say to yourself, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not available, and you don't necessarily believe that you have the the can't miss quarterback of the future, if an Andrew Luck was coming out, or Michael Vick was coming out, or Donovan McNabb, or pick a, a, a Justin Herbert, even if you will, and he wasn't number one, if you had someone like that, then you'd say yes because with Drake May, you're going eh. Caleb Williams, people are now going, ah, Michael Penix, oh, he's too hurt. You know, and, and Bo Nix, ah. So it, you don't want to be at three and then picking the quarterback that people go, ah, and your current quarterback is, ah. That's why I say because Justin Fields in that game against Detroit flashed enough to stay around. And keep in mind, Ohio State likes Ohio State playing together. So there's a, there's a sell piece there. As we mentioned with Kyler Murray, when when they got rid of Josh Dobbs, they they said that Kyler Murray is at least going to be the guy for the rest of this year. And now, if you're the Patriots, you're thinking, hey, the best case scenario is Marvin Jones. I mean, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. becomes available at three, and then you get Mac Jones, the number one receiver he needs on a rookie contract, and that would give Mac Jones by him at least another eighteen games. Let's just say. So yeah. I'm concerned. Like, here's what I think happens. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone at one or two, what's to stop Bill from, say, moving down to somewhere within the top ten? And I think if you look at the top ten just later on, like I mentioned left tackle, like Olu Fanushu could go later. You know, he could go at five or six. Keon Coleman could be there at eight or nine. You know, you have those great LSU receivers led by Malik Neighbors. Like, so there's, like, excellent players that you could get at seven, eight, nine. The difference is... Neither none of those guys are as good football players as Marvin Harrison Jr. So it's like it puts you in a spot where if you if Marvin Harrison Jr. let's say he's off the board at three, then that would leave you either Caleb Williams or Drake May potentially both. If you love one of those guys and you can get him at three, great. But if you're not in love with one of those guys, I'm not (laughs) going to be shocked if we see either a left tackle there or a trade down because. I think you can get some elite talent that's, you know, maybe just a tick under Marvin Harrison Jr. at seven, eight, or nine. All right, the big story. Uh Belichick and the Patriots have waived have, have have released Will Greer. We still don't know who the starting quarterback is for tomorrow. Hang out. KJ and Lions continues. Right now it's time to trend with Nico. We're back to KJ and Lions on WEI. I'll be announcing who's starting this, who's playing that, who's doing this, who's doing that. I mean, once we get going on that, then I'm not going down that road. So, sorry. We promise just to keep it to one position. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. yeah. KJ and Lions, W-E-E-I, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. 
John, you know why Belichick is not going down that road about announcing a starter? It's because it's a dead end. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have many or any great options there at starting quarterback. So, right, it's not. And and it's also like it's something they never talk about anyway, so I'm not surprised he's not talking about it. But, you know, I think if there was a clear-cut starter, like let's not forget in 2020, how many times did he say Cam's our quarterback, Cam's our starting quarterback, Cam's right. our quarterback? Yeah. Now, not not so clear-cut because you have two guys now on the roster after Will Greer got waived. You have two guys who have both played pretty poorly just about every time they've been in this season. Well, here's the thing. Remember when it was like, why don't you play Stidham? Like, oh, I was you, one of those people. When they played the Chargers, <laughs> I think it was when they played the Chargers late in the year, I was like, why not just like start Stidham to see if you have anything and what, here? And what was Bill's answer? Cam's our quarterback. Cam's, Cam's our, our quarterback. Right. And then, of so, course, they I think they won that Chargers game like 40 or 43 to nothing. So right. I was like, so, okay. So literally when it's at the absolute worst possible situation, right? Because at that time you could say, okay, when you've seen Stidham in there, it hasn't really been the greatest of things, even sometimes during the preseason, and maybe the guy's just not ready. You know, you didn't really believe that overall that Stidham was better than Cam Newton. But now here we are in a situation where we don't factually and fully know, and that's why you don't want to miss, would you rather more likely to either or, especially the likely to portion of the show here in about 15 minutes, is who who's really better? Who's really better? Well, I mean, KJ is the appropriate answer. Neither. I mean, I, I it can't. Look, but it look, can't I, be. I do think. I, I will say. In, and Will in, in honesty, is gone. <laughs> in, in honesty and fairness, like I, I think Mac is the better player than Zappy. But the problem is, is what have we seen out of Mac this year? Not just inconsistent play and poor reads, but catastrophic turnovers. Not just turn. Not just your everyday run of the mill turnovers. We're talking about throwing across the field for a pick six versus Dallas, a fumble that kills you against New Orleans, the awful turnover against the Colts. Go back to week one, the 70-yard pick six against the Eagles on a sailing overthrow. So uh, our dear friend Mac Jones, he's not even making regular mistakes. He's he's making catastrophic game-killing mistakes multiple times. So even though I think he's a better player than Bailey Zappi, the, the other side of the coin is, well, hey, maybe Zappi's not as good, but would he at least not make those catastrophic mistakes we've seen from Mac? See, I think what you're really saying is that Mac has more talent. He does. But I believe Bailey Zappi's a better player because players make plays. Talent can make mistakes and turn off other players. I think that's what you have here is, hey, this guy who has all this supposed talent, remember his acumen between the between the pads and what's between his ears, supposed to be top-notch, and you're not seeing that, and it's affecting the players. Well, with Bailey Zappi in there, okay, you expect to make mistakes from a less talented player, but play, a less talented player, but from a person who's just going to try and at least do their best to ball, even that last interception that he threw in that last game, the ball was moving. So that's what's kind of bad is the guy who has less talent seems to have a little more gumph than the guy who has all the talent who seems to be losing any type of mojo that ever existed that they had. Yeah, and it's an interesting point about, like, has Mac Jones, like, the confidence piece, has he lost his mojo or does he have the yips, whatever you want to call it. And I go back to two pretty clear-cut examples 
against the Colts. The first one, you remember the sideline video of Bill O'Brien yelling at him and pointing at the iPad? You know, I, I actually started Stop pouring all that milk in the cereal. Yeah, that's or, or you, when you don't hold the flashlight correctly for your dad when you're working on something. Stop right? keeping that yeah. kitchen light on. It's not a damn restaurant. But yeah, the, the play he was yelling about, I mean, Mac Jones says Hunter Henry opened down the seam for a touchdown. Right. Then he has Demario Douglas break open underneath for probably at least a first down. Then he has Ramondre Stevenson standing there for probably, what, four or five seconds for a Next check down? Next to him. Right. And then, so take that play and then take the interception that he threw that got him pulled out of the game. There is no doubt in my mind, KJ, that rookie Mac Jones two years ago makes both of those throws, both for touchdowns and the Patriots but John, win. We've got, we've and, got no, to no, stop I understand. Doing no, 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 but Mac I think Jones thing. But we've got to stop doing no, that. No, but my point is, is that two years ago the same guy as a rookie would have made both of those throws, regardless of anything else going on around him. And, and I believe, and you know, I believe that he's been let down by the coaching and the talent around him over the last two years. But independent of that, this same guy makes both of those throws two years ago. So I think to your point, has he lost the mojo? Does he have the yips on top? Did no con- I, I think those are two shining examples of this guy is just not in the right headspace to be an NFL starting quarterback right now, regardless of everything else going on around him. John, this guy reminds me, for those who are of a certain age, remember that there used to not be a thing called middle school. It was junior high school. And so elementary school was one through six. Junior high school was 7th, 8th, and ninth, and high school was 10, 11, 12. So I'll just say that When you guys, say people of a certain age, by the way, sorry to cut you off, that would, yeah. I guess, include me because that's what I went to. Okay, so other places it's changed, right? Yeah. So, like, my kid is in middle school now, but she's a 7th grader. Um, but it used to be junior high. Well, anyway, they, we'll just call the guy Jim that went to my junior high. He passed his 7th grade year with no problem. Was left back twice in 8th, three times in ninth. That by time in his third year, ninth grade, because they figured he had to do something vocational, they let him drive kids to school as a ninth grader because he was already 18, still in junior high. My point being is just because Mac Jones passed seventh grade doesn't mean his ass isn't getting left back twice in eighth and is on his way of getting left back for a third time in ninth. Like at some point, you got to say, you know what? You need another vocation, or in this case, you probably need to move him on. I just think it's one of those situations why Bill isn't making a choice about who the quarterback is tomorrow is because you can't say you're ready to move on, nor can you show your hand that the guy is done. Yeah, and I think, too, if they really had a better option than Mac, like let's say you know whoever the backup was was either close to or equally as talented and, and really had the system down and played well, I don't think Mac would have been starting after the Saints game. Like we mm. wouldn't even be having this conversation right nah, now if they if if they had a guy that they really believed in as a backup. I don't think Mac would have been starting after because if you look at those back to back weeks, like you go into the the Cowboys game, you're, you're I think what were they one and two, and Mac throws that horrible interception. The team has there's other turnovers. He and he had the later bad interception on the fourth down, and then the, how bad he played against the Saints. I, I really think if they had a good alternative option he wouldn't have been playing after that game the problem is they haven't had it and they still probably don't have I mean even if they want to go with Zappy I mean I would understand that decision and I'd be and I'd be fine with it but I'm not going to sit here and be excited for Zappy to play like he's some great alternative like I don't I think he's a, not a good player either right so I, that's the thing is they don't have that good alternative option around Mac otherwise I, I don't even think we'd be having this discussion here the week of Thanksgiving I think it would have been settled on Halloween 
Yeah, well, the, the term great backup usually doesn't really exist in But the even NFL. good backup. Like Zappi, I don't even wouldn't qualify Zappi as a good. I mean, it's a guy that was so well, bad because, in August. That's they because QB one looks so bad that when you start to look behind that, you're not looking. You, you see what I'm saying? You're not looking from a high perch already, right? right. If you're, but this is a guy if, that also got cut in August, and every team in the NFL decided not to claim well, him. Well, and then he came it, back, and then he was inactive for the Raiders game, right? But like this is in fairness right. though. There's been what 15 quarterback transactions that Belichick has made so far this season. Yeah, our friend so, Christian Arcan's done a good job chronicling all of them, by the way. Right, not necessarily picking the lines money line. But but my point being is, hey, that was a narrative then, but since then there's been so much quarterback movement from two, three, and even the emergency quarterback that you just go, Ugh. here's Belichick on is it even worth telling the team who the starting quarterback is? Bill, do you believe there would be any benefit to announcing to the team who it is so they can – Know and rally around. I've told everybody to prepare and get ready to play. That's what they all are doing. So I think everybody's got their own things to work on. Just concentrate on what you have to do, be ready to go, and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. And that'd be, that's good advice for all of us. So, what Belichick is re emphasizing, at least two of the three tenants there, is do your job and go all in for team. That's why when you hear the, the heard the reports of that Mac had lost the locker room, that goes against the tenant of go all in for team. I commend the team for not coming out and going, huh, you know, because huh. last year you heard more noise coming out of the locker room uh, indirectly or subliminally than when you expect to hear it now, right? Like they've said more things out of the Bills locker room <laughs> than what's happening here, and it's much worse here. So I think Bill is at a reset point, which we heard, what, three, four weeks ago. Yep, starting over, right? Remember that? Right. Just do your job, and whoever does it best that week, that's why I think the giveaway of who the quarterback is tomorrow is if Malik Cunningham is on the inactives or not. Yeah, and I do think this speaks a little bit to either Bill really doesn't quite have a decision yet, or he just does not have a lot of confidence in whoever's going to start. Because I'll give you four examples from Belichick's time just in New England alone, right? Go back 2001. Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. Bill Belichick I've early that early that se- bet, I've lost a lot of uh, blood cells since then. Go early early that week, Bill says Tom's our guy. He's our starting quarterback. In 2008, Brady gets hurt. The Patriots had workouts scheduled with Chris Sims and I think one other veteran quarterback for Week One because Matt Castle had a bad preseason. Right. Soon as Brady gets hurt, they canceled those workouts, and they said, Castle's our guy, and we're going with it. Tom Brady in 2014, remember the famous press conference after the Kansas City Monday night game when yeah. Bill kind of scoffed at the notion of someone else starting besides Tom? And then, of course, as we talked about, Cam Newton in 2020. So that's four examples right there. And I can even give you a fifth. I was at the press conference when Bill Belichick uh, scoffed and kind of had a back and forth with a reporter about what would happen if Jimmy G played better in 2016 filling in for Brady. So it's really five examples of Belichick being very clear, saying who his starting quarterback is, but we don't have that this week. And we really haven't had it most of this year. I mean, he's been lukewarm on Mac all year, but it clearly a different tone this past week. Well, even let's go back to the 2001, because through all the smoke and haze, I do remember clearly that that had to do with Belichick not believing that a quarterback just gets their job back 
because they're coming off of injury. But I mean right? even like right after Bledsoe got hurt. So he gets hurt right. in week two. Coming right. out to week three, there was no, hey, they're going to bring in a veteran. Hey, it was no, Tom's our guy, and we're right. going with it. And then, of course, to you, like you said, when Bledsoe came back, he said, no, we're going to stick with him, and Tom's our guy. But right. like we've seen all these examples of him being very clear who his starter is, and now this week we don't see that. Yeah, because I think what you have here is a, well, I don't want to use the word, but injured upstairs in terms of the quarterback, and you can't say that because there's no injury with Mac Jones, right? He's been pulled, what, three times this year so far? And then plus last year against Chicago. Right. So all, many of the three out of those four on major national stages. Right. So, again, you have to you have to figure that the best thing you could say is nothing knowing that if you say the thing that you want to say, and this goes back to last year, hey, I think that Bailey Zappi, while he isn't the future quarterback of this team, he is the break glass in case of emergency situation guy where it isn't going to look too much worse than as bad as it looked for him getting in the game. So I'm not saying he's coming in to be the savior, but he's also coming in to make sure that everybody doesn't just get wiped out under the flood. And so I think he established that relationship last year when things were weird with Patricia and Judge and he was able to flash a little bit, he had earned cash with ownership. Well, not so much ownership, but with the with the leadership, the team leadership. And I think that's why he's always going to kind of be in the mix. It's why I think he will be the starting quarterback tomorrow. Because if that was said today, just imagine what the national narrative would be that Mac Jones is getting benched for Bailey Zappi. Not like an Andy Dalton, not like a Joe Flacco, you know, but... Like this is like Zach Wilson losing his job to Tim Boyle. Yeah, and a guy they cut what three months ago, and he's getting benched for. And I one think of, too one of the fifteen moves. If, of the- if you go, <laughs> if you go with Zappy in, in this game, I think it's over for Mac in New England. Whereas, and it very well could be over anyway. But I think if you go with Zappy now, coming off the bye week, and the last thing Mac does is that bad Colts game ended, you know, ended with that awful interception. I don't think he ever plays for the Patriots again unless there's some sort of injury. Like I, I think that's I, the end of the Mac Jones era. I, I think Mac is here next year. I'll tell you that here after the break. It's KJ and Lions, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Plus, would you rather more likely to either or next? Thanks for hanging out. This is KJ and Lions. KJ Carson and John Lyons right now on WEEI. Yeah, KJ and Lions, W-E-E-I, 617-779-7937. Keep it going, Nico, because there's a story behind Eiffel's blue. It's going viral. John, have you seen this? I have not. So for those who listened last week, you can pot it down now, Nico. (laughs) We had a discussion about North Shore and South Shore, right? We did. You remember this, right? I, I do. I recall the definitive answer on which one was better. Right. And my explanation for why the North Shore was better was, was because. South Shore, by the way. Listen to that. I said because there wasn't a Kowloon on the South Shore like there is in Saugus right there on the North Shore. Well, I don't know just by chance it would happen, but Kowloon has gone viral. Because of Wednesday night. Have you seen the video? John? Yeah, I actually watched one of the videos earlier today. And I mean, it, was, it was rough. It was rough in there. I Somebody, like someone had pointed out that there was literally a fight going on inside the hockey game. 
while a fight was happening at the same time. Like I, the chick. Who yeah, hit- I read it took like six. There, so there was like six off-duty cops yeah. on uh, detail, and it took like all of them to break it up. And then I think they had to call for backup too. Who do you think started it, Sully or Fitzy? Uh, you know, <laughs> I I bet you it was Fitzy. I I would say you know because you know Sully Sully's the type of guy you know he responds. <laughs> Fitzy's the type of guy that, that that'll come at you. So I, I bet I, you it's Fitzy. Even though it's not funny because it looks like a felony was committed in the video because it is a felony in Massachusetts to hit someone with a glass bottle. That is a felony. Nico did that to me before the show. So really? That, don't don't yeah. put that on him because that's a oh. felony. He's not, we're not no, talking about no, felony cool stuff. Like, I deserved it. So, so cool. you guys get off yeah. like that before the top of the show? Yeah, yeah. I had no it's, idea. It's really just to get it's ourselves pumped you see. up. You know, it's basically what you see when you walk around the corner here at WEI. Like, Whoa, what are you guys <laughs> doing? Breaking bottles over each other's heads. So... Yeah, happy Thanksgiving holiday to you because um, that's that's pretty intense, yeah. and I, I I don't know <clears throat> if the stress of the last few years, you know, being bottled up, no pun intended. Now it feels like now everybody is seemingly back to normal with an edge, right? Like the the, the Black Friday shopping suddenly is all the way back. Oh, I was at Rent Them Outlets yesterday, oh, KJ. Why? And so, so look, this is this <laughs> not why, but a little, quick backstory. So, since about 2015, my wife and I every year go to Rent Them on Black Friday. But we used to have this elite system where we would go at about 6:30 or 7 a.m. because they would open at midnight, and right. all the midnight shoppers would be gone by then, and all the day uh-huh. people weren't there yet, so there'd be no traffic. We'd get easy park, and we were usually on our way home by about 9, 9.30 with all our shopping done. It was perfect. Last year, Rentham changed, and they now open at 6 a.m. They don't open at midnight anymore. So last year we got stuck so in some traffic. So now you're the midnight shopper, kind of. So, well, so, we had, so we tried to adjust like to a new sweet spot. So last year we went around 11. That was too late. This year, yesterday I did the morning show with Chris Scheim here. So I get home. We leave right about 10, 10.05 a.m. Still took us about an hour and 15 minutes to get there. It should be about a 40-minute ride from our house. And when we got there, man, it was a zoo. There was so many people there. I couldn't even buy anything at Nike. There was like an hour and a half wait in the checkout line in Nike. So then we left. So (laughs) we did get most of our shopping done, and we left. And then two hours later, I checked Twitter. There's a three-hour traffic jam just to get there. So we just missed that. But now we got to go back and we got to do some research for next year because we got to find out what research could you find that would be when exa- when exactly the new sweet spot will be. You know, because before it was six thirty seven a.m. Now do we just go at six a.m. and we're fine, or do we go at nine? Do we go when? You know, it, it depends. Am I going to be doing the morning show again? So we have I to go got, I, later. I like an- we got all these things, and I know it's I have pre- the answer for you, John. Yeah, you're just going to tell me to go online. I know. No, no, no. Oh, okay, all right. Next year, the Sunday Patriots game. The team is not going to be that good. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I can't do that. I, I, have Why, wa- I still have to watch the Patriots game. Are you kidding? You don't have, have do a, you don't have a phone that has an app that you can no, just watch no, it as see, you walk I'm, around. I'm too I, I'm too much of a Patriots nerd. I, I would I would have to watch. Then that's the why game. you should use the phone yeah. and walk around. I'm trying to help yeah. you help no, yourself I, I, because I there's never that. going to. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, maybe there will be never a sweet spot. We'll just have to look at the 2015 to 2021 time frame as a happy Black Friday sweet spot memory. I don't know. Tomorrow during the Giants game might be the perfect time with a thirty-four. I don't point know. It totals. actually might be busy Vegas. there. Might have a lot of people not watching the Pats. <laughs> if you missed know. any of KJ and Lions, uh, Odyssey app is free. Type in W E E I Boston. It brings you right here. And your Alexa device, you say, "Hey W E E I, play it." It's in Boston, and then it'll play here, uh, and you can play the show in chapters. Nico, are we ready? 
We are ready if you are. Hit it! All right. It's time for oh, that, Would well, You Rather. Actually, stop. Stop, stop, stop. That's not the intro to the bed. That's no problem. We will just do these cold. All right. Nico, give us the first. Would you rather more likely to either or? Would you rather? Would you rather the New England Patriots draft third in the 2024 draft or the Patriots stay at three or trade down to remain in the top ten? John, what do you think? So if Marvin Harrison Jr. is available, I want to stay at three and pick him. If he's not, I'm I'm okay with them trading down and adding picks. Yeah, if you can stay in the top 10 and get something of high quality. You, stop the music, yeah, because that's totally different. If you can stay in the top 10 and not try and get baited into, you know, just jumping on Caleb, you know, I mean, Caleb Williams, where people, let's just call it, people have some questions about his desire. Maybe he might be one of those guys that doesn't want to play in certain locations and that shows up. You don't want to have that situation. I think this might be one of those situations. And you don't want to fall in love with Drake May where you think like, Okay, you know this guy has the same numbers as Mitch Trubisky coming out of college, the same college, no less. I think you go get something solid. As John mentioned, if Marvin Harrison isn't there at three, you get something solid on that front line where you definitely need to address the offensive line. I, I you know, there's there's no receiver there. Don't don't even mess with a receiver if it isn't Marvin Harrison Jr. at three. If it's still top ten, I wouldn't go chase a receiver, but I would definitely go get like a can't miss offensive lineman. Cole Strange is is starting to be a miss. All right, next one. All right, Nico, next. All right, more likely nope. to happen. Don't play that music. Nope. All right, what's more likely to happen? More likely to happen, Mac Jones gets benched again tomorrow or Mac Jones replaces Bailey Zappi. John. Ooh. Uh, I, I think it would be more likely that Mac Jones would start and get benched for the final time than replace Bailey Zappi. I think if they go with Zappi, they're going to go with him for the full 60 minutes no matter what happens. See, I'd go the other way. I think Mac Jones replaces Bailey Zappi potentially at some point in the game if it gets out of hand because then there's no pressure of Mac Jones. In fact, he may go in there and look more fluid because Mac Jones has never known what it's like since he's been here to have to go in and clean up the mess. Think about that. He never had to go and clean up Cam Newton's mess when Cam Newton was here. So it's always been on his shoulder. So maybe if he knows what it's like to go in there and play mop-up duty, I think that might be more beneficial for Mac Jones versus because if you back if you bench Mac Jones again, I mean it might be the top story on Good Morning America. All right. <laughs> all right, last one, Nico. Either or. Either witness a restaurant bottle breaking bar fight or sit in mall traffic on Black Friday. Yeah, so yeah, John, go ahead and answer that for yourself. So I, I, I get the only <laughs> caveat I'll add is how far away am I from the restaurant fight? Because I'd rather witness that than sit in the mall traffic. Unless it's right <laughs> next to me and I could get injured, you know, or my wife could get injured. Otherwise, if I'm on the other side of that restaurant or, or twenty feet even away, I'll witness the brawl, maybe, you know, quietly get up and just leave. You know, yes. but uh, yeah, I, I I hate traffic in general, but when I have to sit in traffic while I know I'm on my way to spend a bunch of money, that just makes it even worse. So I would much rather witness the brawl in the restaurant, as long as, you know, I don't get hurt. Right. No one is assuming that you get hurt, because keep in mind, in the video we saw, only one guy got hurt. Another guy had his shirt off with no contact. It was just kind of interesting. But you're absolutely right. Just think of the process of sitting in the traffic, then finding a park 
Hopefully no one challenges you for the park, or you know they do the whole suddenly oh, they're I slowing actually, down their pace. I saw somebody get, oh, I saw somebody yesterday absolutely steal a parking spot from this oh. lady. I thought there was gonna be it was awesome. So that's a bar fight right so, there. <laughs> so there you know how it is. There's like a line of cars, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So this lady has her blinker on to turn right. so she's gonna turn left into a spot, right? She's, she's got her blinker on. Right. She's the announcing t- that I've right. The person in the spot leaves. This guy, he had a silver BMW with all oh. blacked out windows, pulls up from the right side, right oh. in front of her, backs no. into the spot. While, no. As she's in the process of turning, they almost hit each other because she was, oh. like, turning to go into the spot, and he basically pulled up, cut her off, backed into the spot. I thought she was going to get out and, like, hit the guy. It, it was it – was, I was totally on her side for it. I'm glad she didn't get out because I really I'm just wanted to go home. In. Well, right. I just wanted to go home at that point. I'm glad she didn't get out. But, man, I was like, oh, jeez, what a – 